Welcome to the Not So Perfect Christian Life Podcast with Joy and Hannah. Great to have you back with us again. Hope you've been enjoying all the other podcasts out there. This week, it's very exciting because we've got lovely John Hello. back with us. I don't know, actually, John, if you want to be introduced as lovely John. Lovely John. Oh, well. <laughs> you can choose your adjective if you'd like. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a title, like Sir or Lord. Yeah. Lovely, yeah. lovely John. All right, Lord John is joining us tonight. <laughs> and we are discussing the topic of humility. What an intro to that. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. It's quite a hard follow-up from that, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, we're discussing humility tonight. And I don't know when you see the title to that, um, what you will have thought we'll be discussing. It's quite an unusual one, I think, and one that is not necessarily very popular or common in our culture. So, Joy, I'll hand over to you. I know you had some initial thoughts around it, didn't you? Yeah, well, I... When I was thinking about this, I thought, oh, I don't know how I'm going to talk on this. I've actually read a book, everyone, in the run up to this. Um, so hopefully I might be a bit more informed. But um, I was thinking that for myself, actually, I've never really referred to myself as humble or sought humility. And I think that's partly because I'm not entirely sure that we've got the idea of it right. Like, I, I think mm. in our culture, humility often is thought of as self-deprecation or like never taking a compliment well um like I was thinking that in our culture actually it feels like we sort of have a mistaken idea of it we're sort of suspicious of confidence and uneasy about people who are sort of openly very confident we sort of much prefer people who are a bit more self-deprecating and a bit more like oh I, oh, I couldn't possibly do this or oh, I'm not very good mm. at that or all of that sort of stuff and, I'm, and mm. so I think as a result of that I've sort of and I think that's seeped into Christian circles as well like from my thinking that I see people sort of when you can when you congratulate them on something or say oh you were great at that and they sort of do that Christian thing of like oh oh well it wasn't me oh I couldn't possibly take that compliment do you know what I mean so I yeah I think that I've because I've seen that it's never really been something that I want to be like but then Jesus says to us to be humble and then yeah. he isn't any of those things that I've spoken about. Like he is, he models it per perfectly, but he wasn't like a shy wallflower. Mm. He wasn't someone that like wasn't open about who he was or wasn't confident in who he was. Um, yeah. So so for me, just at the start of this, when I was thinking about it, I was like, Jesus tells us to be it and I want to follow Jesus and I want to be like him. But he doesn't seem to be speaking about our idea of humility. So it definitely feels like something we haven't quite got right, either in our culture or like in Christian circles. I mean, that's just my opinion. I don't know about the two of you, what you, how you feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of think, I think that's true. And I think there's quite a British sort of sarcasm, cynicism, like in our humour yeah. as well, isn't there? That probably leans into that. But I actually think at the same time, I think it's far more prevalent to find quite a lot of pride around the place yeah. and by that I mean I was thinking earlier about this topic and I was thinking about how social media is kind of like prime time place to see that isn't it where so if pride is opposed to humility then pride is 
quite often like thinking you know more than someone else or thinking you know best or thinking that you have understand the situation entirely and you see that so much on social media don't you where you get people commenting on massive environmental social like political situations around the world as though they understand it completely and have a very simple solution that would (laughs) solve it and you just sort of think that's totally opposed to humility isn't it because humility as opposed to that kind of doesn't doesn't sort of like think that it you know necessarily knows everything or is providing like those simple solutions to everything but it considers that there might be someone else who knows more than me here or there might be someone else that understands this situation better than me here so it listens and it takes time before commenting I just think so in in that respect, I think it is a totally sort of culture clash concept yeah. Yeah. for our culture. Um, what do you think, John? You, you kind of mm, yeah. nodding. So humility, I agree, is sort of the opposite of pride. And so perfect humility is, if you define it that way, could be like the, the total absence of pride, which I, isn't mm. really a feasible goal for us. But it helps us work out like some something of how we get to that so uh, mm. the other thing is that we we talk about maybe people being humble we say oh they're really humble um but i think that can be a bit misleading because you can be humble in one area of your life and full of pride in another and i think it's probably yeah. often directly proportional to how skilled we think we are at something like the more skilled mm. we are the, the easier it be to fall into pride and uh, like protectiveness mm. of your skills and talents and you rely less on god so you're less aware of what he's given yeah. you and how he's helping you so so i don't think you can just say as a whole oh that person's really humble it's like they're showing humility in this particular area and in the same way like we um yeah we're striving towards humility ourselves but maybe if we work really hard at one area we might be ignoring this other area where actually pride is like really rampant we don't notice it yeah yeah absolutely i was i was thinking yeah. about the where the new testament a couple of pages quotes um that god opposes the proud but shows favors to the humble yeah and mm, yeah i mean it's a really powerful line but also i was really interested by the fact that it says opposes the proud which is like yeah, I've kind of clocked that one before, but shows favour to the humble. And it made me think, well, mm. God um, can't love us anymore, like as uh, like in the yeah. way that by our behaviour, if we kind of behave well in inverted commas, he doesn't love us more. But it, this says that he shows us more favour. So that is quite <laughs> an interesting thing. That's I was cool, like, yeah. well, what, what does that mean? Uh, so I don't know, maybe open question, yeah. throw that out. What is, like, can yeah. God give us shows well, more favour? I'm, I'm glad you quoted that one because I was going <laughs> to say that one too because I just think that is actually, so, like, don't want to get all intense, but it's <laughs> oh, no. serious, isn't it? It's serious, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that verse is actually terrifying. Yeah. Like, yeah. God opposes the proud. That's terrifying, mm, isn't yeah. it? And I just, yeah. that is a really interesting point you make, though, because he doesn't love us any more or less depending on what we do but I think it is so much to do about his heart for us is that he just wants to pour his grace out in our lives doesn't Mm. he and he wants to like love us and love us and love us and help us and help us and help us but where there's pride he can't really do it it just because we're not going to receive it so we'll 
like you were saying, if there's an area we think we've got it nailed, we're not going to be looking for his help or assurance or love in that area. Like if we kind of, you know, if we're like, I think if we think we're like, yeah, I'm doing really well in my job. Like I've got this, I've got this, I can do this. You're not going to be thinking, Jesus, I need you. And I think it's those areas we're aware of our weakness that we are potentially more humble in aren't we because we are saying Mm. oh I really need you to help me Jesus I don't know what's going on yeah absolutely yeah yeah because I was thinking that pride is self-sufficiency isn't it like at its root Mm. I think it's sort Mm. of thinking that you can do everything on your own it's Mm. setting yourself up sort of on a level or above God you know whether that's saying well I don't think God can sort this but I can Um, You're essentially sort of robbing God of glory that's due to him because you want to take it for you. I mean, it's all of that stuff that you think, oh, no. And I think it's, um, yeah, I think it's horrendous in our lives. And when I've been confronted with it, which I have been a lot, um, God gently confronts me (laughs) with it. And there is that instinctive reaction, as awful as it is, in you to justify it. Like I yeah. had it recently where I was talking to God about someone that I was struggling with and um, and I felt God say to me, oh, but but you were like that, Joy, just very gently. Yeah. <laughs> and I sort of, yeah. I took it and it sort of wounded me and just in the sense of it, it didn't wound me personally, it wounded my pride. And instead yeah. of going, yeah, God, that's totally right. What did I find myself doing? I found myself going, oh, but um, but in this other area, they're like that. And then God says to me, but you know what that's like. You've struggled with that. And still the pride in me and the sin in me goes, oh, but God, you know, I, I wasn't like this. And God says to me, yeah, Joy, you were. Like you <laughs> and this person both stand at the foot of my cross. Um, mm. And all of that was so gently and lovingly done. But I really felt him opposing the pride in me that I was seeking to justify it and was seeking to set myself up above this person. And yeah. God was having none of it, rightly so. Yeah. And he was calling yeah. me out on it. And he was saying, no, no, Joy. Like this, you know, everyone needs my mercy. Everyone needs my grace. Like there's no there's no place for pride here. And um, I, what I found most disconcerting was how the pride in me and the sin in me like sought to justify itself. Of sort yeah. of go, well, it's okay that I feel like this, God. Um, and actually, it wasn't until God repeatedly sort of opposed that in me that I found myself going eventually, yeah, you're totally right. I mean, why am I justifying this? It's awful. But you don't really want to see it in yourself, do you? You don't want to see that no. pride. Um, yeah. But it's so insidious in every yeah. part of our lives, like even the bits that we don't realise, that's the, that's the crazy thing not to depress everyone because there is there is hope there is hope maybe, within this maybe we're just going to talk about like the serious just horrendousness of pride no, and then we'll get on to the yeah, joyfulness yeah. humility, but just to but, say we're all alike in it we're all yeah, sinful human are. beings that yeah. thankfully God has saved and he knows it you know that's the thing isn't he he knows it and he still saves us yeah. and loves us and I just think hey, yeah. this is crazy yeah and I guess pride is like the outworking of the root of our heart rebellion against God, mm. isn't it? Is that like essential 
dialogue which says, I don't need you, God. Yeah. I'm fine. I've got this. I've got life. This life is about me. I know what I'm doing. I don't need your help. I don't need your love. All of that. Yeah. So it's no wonder that he's opposed to that because, one, it's just a total fallacy. Like, even the breath I've just taken is him sustaining my life. Like, he's made me. He sustains me. Anything I can do is gift from him. Mm. So if we're just in denial about that, as though we have somehow conjured up this life for ourselves yeah. and we're living it by ourselves, that we're not living in reality at all. Mm. Um, it's just not true. So it's And it's so damaging, isn't it? And we miss the reality of we have a creator, we have a sustainer, we have a being and a person who loves us, who we were made for. Actually, this world is about him and my life is about him. So humility allows us to step in to the reality of of what actually is going on in life, doesn't it? And whereas all that pride just, it's totally opposed to truth and it's totally opposed to knowing God then, isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the, I, I, I sometimes wonder what we miss out on because of the pride in us. Like if, if yeah. going back to yeah, God opposes the proud, uh, what is it yeah. that um, is not happening in our life because we've got yeah. a pride going on? And uh, like yeah. thinking of the people that the Bible talks about as being humble, there's obviously Jesus, there's Moses as well. Uh, where it said that mm. Moses is the most humble man on the earth at the time, written incidentally by Moses. So, <laughs> so yeah, pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> um, so I think that's a, I think Brilliant. that's a red cross there. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think you can say that about yourself. Or maybe that's maybe that's just maybe that is humility. None of this false yeah. humility yeah, we're but, talking about. But then it feels like it's one of those things where when you actually claim you have it, you haven't got it. Yeah. It's like slipped through your <laughs> exactly. fingers, doesn't it? Like yeah. I, I'm humble oh no that's it I've lost it but uh, obviously they did amazing things and uh, so the humility was obviously an important aspect of that Uh, like it said because obviously Jesus fully God but also fully man he limited himself didn't he like it is Philippians 2 says that he emptied himself so he wasn't just doing everything from the uh, essentially the, the power of almighty God like he chose to limit himself as a human and operate yeah. through mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit and as an example to us. Um, so we can do amazing things as well. Like we don't just look at him and be like, oh, well, he was Jesus, so he could do whatever. Yeah. But the, I think there's something about humility that if we can really like cultivate that, then we can see more and more amazing things happen. We run into yeah. God's opposition less. And I think opposition, although it's a strong term, uh, I don't necessarily think it can sound like God is like furious at us and that he is mm. trying to like block us and stop us. What? But if you think about it, like I mm. will come into opposition with my kids if I see them doing something mm. that's going to harm them. For instance, I will yeah. like oppose yeah. them, but I don't love them less. Mm. It's just because I'm like, I need you to stop doing that because you're going to hurt yourself. So I think I think yeah. it's more that yeah. sort of opposition. Yeah. And so if we can cultivate humility, and that's the question, how do we cultivate humility? That's a question I'm throwing out to you two now. <laughs> well, well, I was I was going to say first of all then that I guess are we saying then that humility is awareness of our total reliance and dependence on God? Because I think 
that yeah. I guess when you think of Moses, I mean, everything that we he went through, there was no way he was walking through that Red Sea or taking the Israelites out from Pharaoh without total reliance on God. In fact, just having to deal with those Israelites every day, yeah. he needed so total moaning. dependence on God. Um, but I think that's the conclusion that I've come to over time as I've as I've looked at, as I've read read around it, um, is just... Yeah, reading books, yeah, reading books, yeah, yeah preparing. Making us look bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't normally think that I've prepared, John, but actually. Um, but yeah, I think just coming to the conclusion that it is that place of total reliance on him, recognising that you really can't do anything... Without him, and I know that's something I think Hannah and I have talked about in previous podcasts that might have said in the past, but I know for me that it feels like I'm coming to a point of feeling like I really believe that and can honestly say it. Um, and so I guess I guess that's what I'm thinking humility is. I mean, mm. what, what do you guys, what are you thinking? Have you got like a definition that you think it is? No, I think, oh, well, I think that that sums it up pretty well like just an awareness I, I guess it's just aligning us realizing what is true and what is true is we are totally like you said we are totally dependent on God so your options are align myself with what is truth or deceive myself that somehow I'm doing this on my own and mm. but back to what you were saying John as well I really I like the thought of that of um like pride is so limiting isn't it like if your mm. option is to rely on yourself to consider a solution to a problem or like a way out of a situation like mm. that's pretty finite and yeah. limited but if in humility in truth in reality your option is to ask the god of the impossible to make a way mm. for you that's quite an exciting yeah like possibility isn't it and like you you're saying about Moses like all the things that the miraculous things mm. that happened because he recognised I can't do this, yeah. but that's okay because God will come through for me. Yeah, that's exciting territory, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's made me think of when we were moving house uh, like six years ago, and we had a really rough uh, time moving. And right in the what we now know is the last week, but it, it was really difficult. And God had kind of stretched our faith and. We were right at the end of our tether, basically. Um, <laughs> and it was like every day, like, constantly emailing like solicitors and estate agents and trying to like organise everything and just feeling like coming up against walls. And it seemed like it was going to fall through at one point. And, we, and yeah. um, the last couple of days, there was just one evening where I was like, I just can't can't do this anymore. And but anyway, I'll cut the story short because it's a bit longer, but... Um, it was one <laughs> night where I was just like, I got it, went went to pray, which was really unusual. I kind of been distant from God because of all, everything that was going on. And I was just like, I just basically surrendered. And I didn't feel like I had faith for the situation. I just felt mm. like I'm just sort of giving up my pride in it. Yeah, it's just like, whatever you mm. want to do, God. Not in a sort of holy way, just like a I'm, I'm done sort of way. Desperate way, <laughs> but, yeah. But actually, immediately yeah. then, we went through to completion. And it was just like... Yeah, I wonder how much pride was actually opposing, like, mm. and me yeah. trying to strive and do all these things, and then as soon as it's just like, yeah. oh God, you need to do it. Um, it just unlocks yeah. the the situation. I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, there was probably a lot of stuff going on, but um, I often think about just the timing of that was was crazy. We had months and months of this, and then literally in a couple mm. of days, all that happened. Um, so mm. yeah. yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, because you are you are standing before God and going, I can't do it. Like not like I'm going to bring a bit a bit to the table, mm. and you if you can like supplement what I've brought. But you're actually going, I'm not going to bring. I can't bring anything to this. Mm. Like it's got to mm. be all be you. And actually, like that is the most glorifying thing to him because if we bring our bit or if we bring a lot, then at the end of it, if something happens, we can go, oh, well, we we sorted that. And yeah. and God won't share his glory with another and nor should he. Whereas yeah. if we're sitting there at the end of it, I mean, like Moses on the other side of the Red Sea, there was no chance of him going, yeah, I, I sort of sorted that out a bit. Yeah. Um, like yeah. all of it was like, oh my goodness, God, how did you do that? And I think that... Yeah. Coming back to what you were saying, Hannah, about, you know, seeing the miraculous, mm. we want to see miraculous things. Mm. I don't think we want the um, humility and weakness that goes with it, um, <laughs> because if we want to see those sort of things, then we have to humble ourselves and we have to ask God to get us to the point and be willing ourselves to get to the point where we go, I can't do anything. It's all mm. you. So that we're not sitting there sharing in the glory of it when it happens. You know, if we see people healed or we see, you know, someone walk through a sea, like there's no mm. part of it that's us. It's all got to be that. That was totally God because I don't really feel like I had much faith for that at all. And he did it. Yeah. Um, but I think so often we want to keep our pride. Well, I know this is for me. So I'll talk for me. I wanted to keep my pride but also throw in some miracles and be like, be really yeah. great if we could see that. Um, yeah. But actually, I think that would have not been good for me because I would have started to potentially believe my own hype and actually yeah. take even just a bit of, even if I just took a bit of the glory that belonged to God wouldn't be right. Whereas actually now you sort of start to think, okay, well, if you see stuff, God doing miraculous things and you come from a place of going, I really that was all God. <laughs> like, yeah. That's the most glorifying and honouring thing to him, isn't it? Yeah. I think there's like a posture to it as well, isn't there? That Like a picture of pride is you standing with your back to God and you're shutting off mm. him and you're shutting off possibilities and humility is like staring him in the face, isn't it? Like face-to-face yeah. -face contact with him and you're just open to what he has for you it's just a very different posture isn't it um yeah 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 the other verse that i don't know if you you guys had thought of this one or had this one written down though that one that i find baffling is that um you know just talking of jesus he didn't consider equality with god mm. something to be grasped mm. and you're like wow like that must be quite a definition of humility as well yeah. but what do you go what do you think that means <laughs> I, I always <laughs> see so now now we're doing your your exegesis for you Ari. <laughs> Just like, this is why we've got john here is, hand over to you john uh, oh, I, th I thought i was here because i was the most humble person that you knew i thought i was the humility expert you've lost it oh, now no. you've absolutely lost it oh. um, I, yeah so on that i i thought i always understood that to mean that he was fully secure in who he was and didn't need to like strive to prove that he was god maybe yeah. that isn't the right definition um that's just how yeah. i've read it that yeah that he yeah. he knew he 
knew he was God. He was completely secure in his identity and therefore didn't mm. see that quality as something that he needed to strive for and grasp. Yeah. Grasp at, yeah. Or grab onto. Because obviously the story in the, or what we know from in the Bible where it talks about um, Satan, who was one of the angels who tried to grasp yeah. like mm. sort of the same authority as God or tried to be mm. above God and then ended up losing out big time <laughs> just to, just to paraphrase some of the vibe <laughs> but i didn't think i'd start quoting revelation on this but just to, uh, just was to, that a quote from revelation <laughs> i'm paraphrasing it's, a, it's yeah. a quote from the street bible <laughs> yeah um but yeah anyway he was trying to grasp wasn't he he was trying to grasp at that mm, yeah yeah, yeah, I mean, I was thinking, coming back to your question, John, about how do we cultivate humility? Mm. Um, because, yeah, I think if we're saying um, that it is our sort of awareness of total reliance on Jesus, then we get that fundamentally by kneeling at the foot of the cross constantly mm. and coming before what he did on the cross because no one else could do what he did. Uh, no one else could save us. We absolutely couldn't save ourselves. So even just kneeling at the foot of the cross, we have that recognition that he did it, that he saved mm. us. We couldn't save ourselves, that he did it all. And also it's that great equaliser, isn't it? Like a bit like the conversation I was saying that I had with God about me and this other person, you know, when he said, you both stand at the foot of the cross. Mm. Like mm. we all do. We all struggle with sin apart from Jesus. And so we all stand at the foot of the cross. And I think one of the things that helps me is just every day taking time to really meditate on what he's done, whether that be through reading the Bible, whether that be through praying, or whether that be through singing, of just taking in what he's done. Because it feels like when you look at that, it's quite diff when you have that sort of filling your gaze, it's quite difficult in that moment, at least, to be prideful. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking about how do you cultivate it too. And I was just thinking it is that posture thing, isn't it? And like you've just sitting at the cross or like looking him in the face or turning mm. towards him. But also if if it is a matter of what is actually true or not, mm. then cultivating humility has got to be about aligning our self, our thinking with what is true, isn't it? Yeah. Our thoughts and and then our feelings and behaviours hopefully follow that. But it is just more and more kind of convincing ourselves and speaking to ourselves of what is actually true. Like mm. well, whose whose world is this? Reminding ourselves like whose world is this? Where did I come from? Where will yeah. I go when I die? Is any of that in my control? No. Mm. <laughs> um yeah. and just constantly speaking to ourselves about what is true and then that should do the work in and of mm. itself really shouldn't it mm. because if that is our minds if we have a truthful mindset of who we are and what life is about and who god is then that will automatically just change how we approach things and change our behaviors and our feelings won't mm. it mm. yeah i was i was thinking about uh, cultivating it as well and mm. uh came to the same sort of conclusion that 
we are humbled when we're exposed to something like greater than us. Yeah. yeah. So to put it in a sort of more trivial but earthly example, I've been leading worship for 20 years. And let's say I was speaking to a room of inexperienced worship leaders. I'd feel like I have enough experience and advice that I could pass down to them. But then if like Matt mm-hmm. Redman or Chris Tomlin like, walked into the room, <laughs> I'd sub- suddenly find that everything I know, I would have far less confidence in. And <laughs> yeah. uh, the things I was saying, I, I would be like, I, I shouldn't be saying this. They should be saying it. And I'd want to invite them up to speak instead. And mm. uh, I think it's the same with our relationship relationship with Jesus that the closer we get to him the more we're just humbled by being in his presence so that if there's pride in our life it's because we're not sort of revealing that to him Um, because if we did it Mm. would just sort of disappear because I mean there's no way that pride our pride can hold up in front of him Mm. do you think as we're just thinking about that John then and thinking about how because ultimately he is the biggest greatest thing you will come to see or like notice or whatever be be in awe of but actually like there are a lot of things around us that are bigger than us or better than us or greater than us so I'm what I'm thinking is can someone really grow in humility if they don't know Jesus um Mm. and what I'm thinking is that you know, true humility. If we if we're saying like it's a truthful thing, then true humility will be about ultimately knowing that you are this tiny little thing in this massive God, his world and his creation. But actually, whether you know that or not, like you were just describing there, if you are kind of truthfully looking at the world around you, you can still grow in humility because it would be truthful that Matt Redmond maybe has more more experience than you do or like in your workplace it would be truthful mm. to say yeah my managing director probably does know more about me yeah. in that in that area mm. or like you know you're out you're out on a walk somewhere amazing and beautiful and you realize like I am quite insignificant mm. in terms of the scope of this world so I'm just thinking like recognizing that truth and seeing your own smallness can help you grow in humility but ultimately as well there is a difference in kind of acknowledging Jesus and the humility that that brings mm. do you think yeah I, I do agree although I think it comes back to what Joy was saying which is that the world doesn't really see humility as a virtue and I think yeah. if, when in those examples um, that you gave I think people would probably use those as a as a like something to eliminate it's like oh that person is so much better at this than I am therefore I need to get better um mm, and I'm yeah. going to use this as like a driving force to be the best obviously not everyone's like that but obviously some people are their goal is to be yeah. the best and that that comes from an element of being uncomfortable with being humbled yeah and uh yeah. so whereas it's the other way around for Christians because like we, we're we're humbled, but we trust that that's okay because we're not creating our own opportunities and having to like muscle our way through life that we rely on yeah. God. Like we're, we're like, it's okay to be humbled because the adventure that he creates, the adventure that he has for us is so much better than one that we can create for ourselves. So we don't, mm, we don't need yeah. to like strive to try and uh, like push our way through, uh, like climbing over everyone else and trying to be the best. Because if that's what God has for me to be the best in a particular field, then that's fine. He'll make a way. Um, but I don't need to force that. Yeah. 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 
It's funny though that because there's sort of that dog eat dog world, but there's also the sense of sort of in our culture that humility implies sort of lack of self-confidence. Yeah. yeah. Which is strange then, isn't it? Because they don't they don't really work together. Um, but our our for us, humility is acknowledging that everything that we have comes from God and that we send it all back to him, don't we? Mm. So um, yeah. to go back to what I was saying at the beginning of people not being able to take a compliment, like that's not a sign of humility. Yeah. Because we should, as particularly as Christians, like we should be able to go, thanks very much. Mm. Um, yeah. And then we just quietly give it back to God and go, God, you, you know, you did that. Um, it's not sort of batting something away and going, oh, I'm nothing, I'm nothing. Don't look at me, don't look at me. Because that that feels self-effacing, but it doesn't feel genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Makes me think of the, the piano player story, which I'm surprised no one has quoted yet. But may, I feel like I've heard it so many times that, that I feel like it's going to come up in every humility discussion. But I don't know what you're what? talking about. So I can't even remember. I've heard it so many times. I can't even remember who it originally came from. I think it was Terry Virgo. And uh, he said that after a Sunday morning uh, meeting, he went to the piano player and in the band and said, I really, really loved your piano playing. Thank you. And he said, oh, oh it wasn't me. It was God. And then, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, then, and so, he, and so he was like, "Well, it wasn't that good." <laughs> yeah. like, who yeah. was who was playing the wrong notes then? <laughs> um, but uh, it, oh, it was like yeah. a perfect description, I think. Of uh, so, the world thinks that humility is not something to aspire to. The church, I think, mm. we know that it is, but. Yeah. I think the more concern is looking humble and yeah, um, not yeah. recognizing what humility really is. But also there is a danger, I think, that we can be like, how do I look humble in this situation? Yeah. And something like that is a good example of that's what comes out of when we're trying to look humble rather yeah. than be humble. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Do you think that just, no, oh, sorry. No, no, I was just, just going to say, like, you, Joy already said it, that you, you say thank you and you don't deflect and you don't you don't be like oh it, it wasn't it wasn't me or oh it wasn't really yeah. that good because it's a bit like trying to give a gift to someone and then yeah. throwing it back at you it's really annoying absolutely so if someone says thank you to me for like worst bleeding or, or whatever else I'm doing then I'll just immediately be like thank you and then in my heart yeah that's the point where I'm like thank you Jesus for like giving me the skills yeah. and the abilities and yeah, it, it doesn't mean that, that I don't have pride, but it means that I'm acknowledging that I'm trying to like, limit the pride yeah. and not give it Absolutely. room to grow. Mm. Yeah. Do you, I think when, um, like you're saying there, if we're trying to look humble, I mean, that just reeks of self-righteousness, doesn't it? Mm. And which is actually just pride. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, well, yeah, that's that's why it doesn't yeah. feel genuine or appealing. Yeah. Because it is, it is pride yeah. that we've just been saying is so repulsive, isn't mm. it? But I was, I do think, um, I do think the world doesn't really, culturally, I don't think we have a really good understanding of no. what humility is, nor do we particularly see it as something to be sought. Yeah. But at the same time, I think where you come across it, it is so appealing. Yeah. Or where in the workplace or in like family life or relationally like you meet someone who is really humble it is just totally mm. attractive and mm. appealing and mm. 
I think that just speaks of how God has made life and the world yeah. as well. Like it just speaks of Him, doesn't it? That mm. there is something so engaging and appealing in someone who who wants to learn, who wants to listen, yeah. who wants to engage and connect. And I was just one of the things I quite like. There's um I listened to the TED talk on it that I'd heard, and so it's it's not believer, but he's talking about um how again like that whole I mean he didn't talk about social media but that's what made me think of that whole sort of social media thing of sort of saying yes simple solution do this do we should all do this you should do this you should do this like we should all do this and it's just crazy because there's usually a far more complex conversation going on somewhere (laughs) but they were saying try and before you comment on anyone else or you comment on the world or structures or systems that exist in the world, get your own life entirely yeah. in order. <laughs> and then and then once you've do, once you've done that, get your family, get your family in entirely good order. And then maybe you can comment. Yeah. On the rest of, but actually, I think what you find in culture, isn't it, mm. in life that people comment so quickly. Yeah. And on quite big things about the world out there when their life might be in total chaos. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, so the lack of humility that allows that to happen is a real problem for all of us, isn't it? (laughs) Well, it comes back to that whole thing of sort of self justifying, doesn't it? That it's much easier to point and look at what other people are doing wrong than to actually look at what you've got going on in your own heart which is why we need the holy spirit to sort of say "Mm, just just have a look at this or just have a look at that and and we really need that because otherwise so often we make constant excuses for our sin i mean i I know Mm. i do until Mm. sort of the holy spirit convicts you and you really go oh goodness yeah that that wasn't great in my heart but I, i think if we're saying that humility is total awareness of our reliance on God it just feels like that's not something that we're ever going to know to be able to call someone humble right Mm. because you know I just I look at people and think well I don't know Mm -hmm. like Mm. so so this is what I've got frustrated of in the past is that when someone's saying to someone else oh you're really humble and I'm thinking what do you mean Mm. by that because are you saying oh actually they're just quite meek and mild and they don't push themselves to the front are you saying Oh, they're constantly sort of putting themselves down and won't take a compliment. Like, what are you saying? Because we can't possibly surely say, oh, that person's totally reliant on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is what we said the definition of humility is. So it feels like how how can we possibly say that to someone when we're like, we have no idea. I mean, the only person that that knows whether we're humble is God, isn't it? And apparently apparently yeah. Moses. Apparently <laughs> Moses. <laughs> we can only see the the external things, like the way that people act yeah. and, they talk, yeah. and the way that people talk, and they can give an indicator, but at the end of the day, it doesn't mm. really tell us for certain what's going on in their heart. Like only God knows about all the pride that's yeah. actually in someone. So, so yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I don't think you can ever call someone definitively humble unless it's Jesus. No. Which I no. guess is why, like, when someone gets a compliment, why they do bat it away because they're trying to give some outward yeah, sign of their right. humility. Whereas if they accept it and then go away quietly and just hand it over to God, like, no one else needs to know that, but God mm. knows it. Um, but it sort of comes back to, are we concerned with being humble or are we concerned with looking humble? Yeah, yeah. 
that's quite a good note to finish on. Yeah. There we go. Quite a challenging <laughs> note to finish on. No, yeah. no, normally we finish on some, some nice little thing, but today we <laughs> just truth bomb and we might drop some around. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thanks everyone. We hope that um, we haven't depressed you all with a thought of pride in your life. <laughs> but um, yes, we will be back in two weeks' time and we'd love to hear from you. So please um, message us and uh, yeah, we'll speak to you again soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics, please email questions at the not so perfect Christian life.com.